Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today pre-market podcast on Tuesday, 26th of September. And nothing dazzling us overnight, although it wasn't too bad a night. We had the Dow Jones up 43 points. That's 0.13%. Closing near its highs, up 54 at best, down 183 at worst. And the Nasdaq up 0.45%. And the S&P 500 up 0.4%. And the VIX volatility index came down just a little touch. It hasn't shot off as it looked like it might do last week. Our futures this morning down seven and that follows an eight point rise in our market yesterday which again was another turnaround from being down 46 at one point. So we saw buying throughout the day after an initial mark off on Friday and on Monday. Let's see what it does here. As I say, futures down seven. Not so flash at the moment is the iron ore market. The October price in Singapore fell 4.23% yesterday at one point hitting a two-week low. We have lost all those gains from a couple of weeks ago. The January price closed down 2% and coal prices also fell. And this is as China goes into a week-long holiday on Friday, which is its national day holiday. And then they have a week off. 21 million Chinese people are expected to get on the move and travel over the next week. And steel mills uh, routinely restock iron ore and construction companies restock steel ahead of the holiday. But a mine steel survey yesterday of 90 construction companies suggests that less than half of them are restocking and steel demand has been hit by a weak property market. There are also concerns about tighter monetary policy after the Fed meeting last week, according to the ANZ strategist. And then there's the China Evergrande share price, which dropped 21% yesterday, is down 45% in two weeks as they announced their inability to issue new debt thanks to an investigation into one of their subsidiaries. I think we can put the Chinese economic resurrection hopes on ice for the moment, yet again. There is another, in fact, there are a whole host of China headlines today. I'll give you a few of them. Evergrande debt setback, ocean-wide blow rattle China property stocks. Bermuda court orders winding up of Chinese developer China ocean-wide holdings. China property stocks slump as Evergrande scraps its restructuring plan. And then there are some rather weird little headlines out of For instance, Australia, the Council of Financial Regulators never paid them the blindest bit of interest before. But what they were saying yesterday, the CFR, which is uh, made up of APRA, ASIC, the Treasury and the RBA, chaired by the RBA governor, Bullock, had an interesting little quote yesterday. A sharp slowdown in China, were it to materialise, would principally transmit to Australia through trade channels and through an increase in risk aversion in global financial markets. Why are they getting so worried about China? Do they know something we don't? Why are there so many Chinese headlines? Either way, it doesn't read very well for resources at the moment. And overnight, BHP down 1.11% in the US, Rio down 1.56% in the US. They were also down 1.4%, 1.9% in the UK. So resources on the nose a little bit. Iron ore price, depends which one you look at, but down 0.12% from yesterday, but the Singapore price down 3.2%. Oil price, depends which one you look at.
look at one was slightly up one was slightly down gold price down ten dollars that's half a percent quite a big move most of the metal prices were down as the US dollar index went up quite a large 0.35 percent that's an 11 month high European markets all down Hong Kong down 1.82 percent yesterday having bounced I think over two percent the day before so bounce didn't follow through but outside of China the themes running overnight are the same it's that higher for longer message which has fed into the market in the last week since the Fed meeting so some of the headlines are US yields continue ascent on Fed rate outlook global shares slip as investors absorb higher for longer rate outlook Wall Street post gains as investors eye rate outlook Treasury yields to 16 years high after the Fed's hawkish longer term rate outlook we are still clearly in the wash of the Fed meeting last week energy the best sector overnight staples slump US stocks flash recession warning as small caps and industrial stocks fall another little issue is a government you'll read about a government shutdown the truth matter it's not like the debt ceiling debate if Congress can't get a debt ceiling deal done then it can't pay its debts this is completely different this is a spending bill for the fiscal year October the first deadline they've got to put a few spending bills through to fund federal agency programs not the same as the debt limit wouldn't have any material economic impact wouldn't affect the ability of the government to meet its debt repayment so I don't think we need to worry about it too much what else have we got Amazon up 1.7% spending four billion dollars buying an AI startup we are coming to the end of the quarter just to point out the US results season is going to come into focus next month fairly quickly not sure too many of the outlook statements are going to be fabulously upbeat after the last Fed meeting. And what else have we got? Oil price rally set to falter as demand doubts loom. Gold subdued by Fed's higher for longer interest rate stance. Prices tumble for cobalt used for electric vehicle batteries. Biggest cobalt, cobalt stocks, there aren't many of them around, I have to tell you. MEI is the only one with a market cap above 200 million. Archer Materials, AXE, ARL, there aren't many. Any of them. Anyway, cobalt prices going nowhere. There's been a huge increase in supply from the Democratic Republic of Congo and a doubling of supply out of Indonesia. So prices not going anywhere, apparently, until 2027 is what Morgan Stanley tells us. Hollywood writers reach tentative deal with studios that would end strike. If I ever find myself in a standing under a Bunnings awning for five months, shoot me. But that's what those writers have been doing. have to say, if they were threatened by AI, they need not worry. As we get more and more used to it, AI is so noticeable and it doesn't impress anybody. It doesn't impress me anyway. I'm guessing that I can spot AI a mile away now and everybody else will soon be able to do it if they can't already. And nobody wants to be talked to by an algorithm. So those writers still have a future, in my humble opinion. Right, that's about it. We've got a bit of stuff coming up in the US. We've got durable goods, a GDP number, Jerome Powell talking, and of course, these personal consumer expenditure PCE price index numbers for August on Friday night. And tomorrow, we've got the Australian CPI number should be up from 4.9% to 5.2% thanks to the oil price at the headline. But according to Shane Oliver, that won't shift the Fed's view on interest rates. 
And there we go. Futures down seven. Looks like another dull day. Unless, of course, you're a shareholder in BHP, Fortescue, Woolworths, Telstra, the CBA, Bendigo and Adelaide Bank, and a host of others where those companies are paying $21.7 billion worth of dividends into shareholder bank accounts this week, which could, not necessarily should, provide a bit of a boost to the market. Thank you.